0: How to be a boss at aging is proudly brought to you by Studio Ten. Grace Fodor is a pro-age warrior beauty expert and the founder of Studio Ten. She's on a mission to help every woman feel truly beautiful on the inside and out, no matter what their age. The brand's philosophy is to instil confidence, challenge outdated stereotypes, and celebrate aging. Its range of quick fixes makes makeup easy and is the only brand formulated for mature skin. The products are enriched with the best skincare and anti-pollution ingredients and a Cruelty and paraben free. They're dermatologically tested and vegan friendly. Check Studio Ten out at www.studio10beauty.com and follow on Instagram at Studio Ten Makeup. All listeners will get 20% off if they use the discount code PROAGE20. That's P R O A G E 20. Thanks. Welcome to How To Be A Boss At Ageing. My name is Anaki Somerville and this is episode five and it's called Is There Such A Thing As Ageing Gracefully? And I'll be talking to Grace Fodor who is the owner of Studio 10. We'll be talking about the whole concept of kind of ageing as we get older and what we look like because we're sort of stuck in this strange limbo when we get in our 40s and 50s where society often seems to say, well, it's okay to do certain things to sort of fight ageing and that's often the kind of language, you know, anti-ageing. And there's other things which are not really permissible um, and those are the kind of things that you might see in the Daily Mail where they sort of take very close-up pictures of people who are ageing and sort of write snidey comments about them because, you know, we're judging them because they're basically taking ageing into their own hands and doing certain tweakments. So, and all of the kind of context is changing so quickly as these these things become more and more common, really. Um, The truth is that many of us just start to feel invisible. Um, You know, you probably notice that um, you just don't feel like people are noticing you when you're out and about, they're not seeing you. You may feel that actually your face doesn't really reflect the way you feel inside or or actually you might feel completely knackered and you just want to kind of look slightly less knackered and how do you achieve that? Obviously, we live in a society that's completely besotted with youth. And looking youthful and we are opening up magazines and seeing clothes that are often being worn by 13 year old models um, and there might be the odd token sort of long grey haired woman thrown into the mix just to make the older kind of demographic feel better but the norm is very much that youth is the ideal so once women get past a certain age we just feel like we're kind of on the on the rubbish tip really because we're no longer relevant and we're no longer attractive um, so we'll be talking about some of those things um, and then I'll come back at the end just to say to Okay, I hope you enjoy the interview. It's going to be an interesting podcast discussion this week because I'm talking to Grace Vodor, who is the founder of Studio 10, and describes herself as a pro-age warrior. And luckily, I mean there's a there is a synergy because Studio 10 have been sponsoring this podcast as well, and I think a lot of the things that we're going to talk about today are really relevant for. I suppose women in their late 30s, women in their 40s, women in their 50s, just tell us a little bit of background of what made you want to start the brand because it is a brand that tries to speak explicitly to women who are, how would you describe them, older or in their 40s or it's that that kind of demographic isn't it?
1: Yeah so it sort of, it started with, my background is in beauty, cosmetics, skincare etc and I when I turned hit my 40s, I didn't use the same skincare as I did in my 20s, as I do in my 40s. So why do I use the same makeup? And I was really fascinated about the power of makeup as a medium because it's transformational. We spend so much money on skincare and solutions. And, and I thought, wow, makeup's really powerful, but it is quite intimidating. There's lots of colors and textures and products. And I had so many women just say, it's, it's too complicated. And I don't know how to do it. And I don't know how to apply it. And, you know, it's not part of my beauty regime. And I thought there is definitely something there coupled with your skin changes, the texture of your skin, your needs. And I thought, well, I want, I want makeup for me that's formulated for maturing skin, that fits in with my lifestyle. And all the women I spoke to, what was coming through is as they hit They're sort of late 30s, but more into their 40s, mid 40s, then when you move into your 50s, you've got menopause, was that women are feeling invisible, a real lack of confidence. You know, we always talk about men and, you know, the sort of midlife crisis. And I thought, you know what, that applies to women. We go through a midlife and I reframed it. Instead of saying midlife crisis, which is so negative, it's like midlife choices. It's positive. Middle age is not a dirty word. Why are we feeling invisible? Why do we feel we we're not valued? Why is it a sort of a negative? And interestingly, with men, age tends to be a positive. You know, you get gravitas, you get maturity, expertise. But with women, it seems to be a sort of diminishing return. More importantly, a negative. You know, Mm. feeling undervalued, losing a sense of self, invisibility lack of confidence I and suppose I
0: thought, I guess, um, so much of our lives growing up as girls is based on being judged for how we look as being the kind of most important quality isn't it so then naturally as we age and we feel like we're losing our looks then we're kind of really losing our value because we're kind of absolutely. Like actually, if i don't look absolutely. good then what what can i offer society
1: anymore you know because i yeah, don't really I, the way i did when i was 20 totally agree with that and it's interesting because we use the phrase don't we we're losing our looks I don't want to Mm. lose my looks you never say that about a man a man Mm. maturing never says I'm losing my looks and I think you're so right because rightly or wrongly so much of a female value and especially if you go back into my mother's generation you know the role of a woman was and a very important role but is to build a home and a big part of that, their value is on looks, looking beautiful, being a certain size, dressing in a certain way. It was very much, I guess, the sort of superficial side of beauty. And that was the female currency, if that makes sense. And especially when you look back into the sort of 50s. I mean, I sort of love that era for lots of reasons. But, you know, the sort of Stepford, Stepford wife idea. you're at home you then and part of your role is to to not only create a home but to be there for your husband to meet his needs etc so you know you clean the house you have it all looking immaculate dinner's made and then you get dressed you know to serve dinner for your husband so I think that superficial beauty has been part of our conditioning as we've, we've grown up mm. and then obviously like you say you get to your 40s or 50s and it, it does change it does change you know the signs of aging has an impact and for me I think that sort of pro-age warrior is saying beauty is ageless there is beauty in every single age but we need to celebrate it and we need to stand proud and not have our only benchmark of beauty being youth because mm. it isn't
0: I mean it's funny cuz I feel I feel like we're in a different time in that there's kind of what people what women look like as they're aging is changing you know so obviously what what our mums look like or you know our grandmas look like and we're probably you know I'm 47 and basically I'm wearing trainers today and dungarees and I've got a sweatshirt on from H&M and I'm probably I mean, I'm not very good at keeping up to date with music and stuff, but just the kind of the definition of kind of what a 47 year old woman would have been like today versus, you know, in our mum's generation has really changed. One of the things that I've found difficult, actually, is kind of sometimes if you're interested So, say if you're an intelligent woman and you're interested in kind of beauty and makeup and skincare and you're a feminist, and you've got a good job. The kind of the beauty and skincare and makeup thing is seen as being still, I think, a little bit superficial and silly. And I, I, I'm sort of thinking as you as a as a brand owner and sort of talking about beauty and skincare, it's sometimes not very helpful because actually that, those are the things that can make us feel a lot better about ourselves. Mm. So they're, they're actually not, they're not silly. I mean, I've just, it's, mm. when I've spoken to it's, other women, they've sort of said, you know what, just because... I'm interested in the way that I look or, you know, I use a primer or whatever doesn't mean that I'm a, you know, I'm kind of backward in some way or, you know, and so women are sometimes a bit cursed, aren't we? If we're interested in these things, but we're also judged by them at the same time because yeah. we to look a certain way. Have you ever felt well, look, that?
1: Yeah. Well, there's, there's lots, if you sort of unpack that, there's lots of elements in that. So it's beauty and fashion that cause they're two. So, feminist, you know, I really believe in um, equality, symmetry for women, women having opportunity, having careers, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, being strong, empowered, and powerful women, right? That doesn't mean, A, you need to lose your femininity, right? I am a woman, and I love being a woman, and I'm feminine. That doesn't mean I'm not strong, and I'm not kick-ass, and, you know, Mm. I don't want to, you know, so... I think the two can blend really well. The second point to that, in terms of makeup or skincare, even fashion, I really believe this. If you look good on the outside, you feel good on the inside. And beauty truly and confidence comes from within. So I always say makeup or fashion is the confidence that you wear. And you're getting ready to go to... A party or an event, and you've done your hair, you've maybe got a new outfit on, you've done your makeup. I always say this: how does that make you feel? And women look in the mirror and they feel a million dollars. They look a million dollars, but they feel a million dollars. They're no different to where they were or who they were two hours before that. So Mm -hmm. for me, that shows the power of makeup, of fashion. And If you do look in the mirror, and you've you, and then that ties into self care and self worth. So So I think it's really important, and it's not it's not superficial. If anything, it's a very very powerful tool to actually make yourself give you your give yourself a sort of confidence boost and get ready to face your day. So Mm. I think the complete opposite, if anything
0: it's something I sort of write about and I'm interested in is that women at the moment we're in this funny position where there are lots of tweakments available you know there's kind of injectables and Botox and um, really sophisticated kind of facials and all kinds of things yeah. that we can do but there is still a little bit of a sense of secrecy around it and shame yeah. you know and there's that in the media it seems to they seem to be a little bit kind of contradictory because on the one side, they celebrate women, older women who look um, amazing. But by the same thing, there's this sort of snidey little undercurrent of like, hmm, mm, that's, I mean, the, the classic example actually, I think was there was a picture of Carol Vorderman and I think it said something that caption was like, she looks very, um, very glowing. And it was very, it was sort of in, in capital letters, like very, so it's basically sort of saying, very we mean that's not natural you know like basically it's pretty obvious yeah. whatever's happened she's done she's taken some sort of action there do you think i mean uh, my argument is that we talk about makeup and we talk about skincare why shouldn't we also talk about these other things as well and just not see it as a as a failure or something that we should be sh- ashamed about because actually it's just another tool that people can use
1: absolutely or not or they can choose to use or not use well there's two things one is I kind of feel it's almost as though women aren't allowed to age in the same way as men. Mm. Men just age and they get on with it, right? So I remember writing an article about the uh, Golden Globes and all, all the winners, the female lead winners, when you read the press coverage, it was all about what they were wearing and what they looked like. And I just mm. thought they've won based on on merit and skill and talent and all you're talking about is what they're wearing and great you know there were great outfits and we like all of that but then when it came to men they talked about the film they were in and what their skill was and their career so it's almost like I feel there's this sort of expectation of aging is different for men than it is for women and it's almost if you look at media today so look at film look at Instagram There's such unrealistic imagery of what aging should look like. And I kind of sort of feel the beauty industry has a big part to play on it because all they've been pushing is anti-aging this, age-defying that. So it's all about being anti-age. It's about looking younger. So it's all about younger-looking skin, being younger, feeling younger, looking younger. So that's your currency. So, everybody, Mm. we've all been driven to want to look younger. The reality is, you're never ever going to be able to achieve that. Bottom Mm. line, you can't. You know, I'm 54, I'm never going to be 24 again. And Mm. if I spend my life wishing and doing everything I can to feel younger, to look younger, to want to be younger, it creates so much unhappiness and discontent. So, for me, that is sort of where we are today. We need to really celebrate age and that beauty is ageless and there is beauty in age so mm. 54 is beautiful 64 is beautiful 44 is beautiful now within that so i say we're not anti-age we're pro-age i get asked all the time so I'm just going to come back to your point you know how do you age how mm. do you age how do you do you grow age you know do you age gracefully what does that and mean? Because that's an interesting concept, well, it is it? Well, it is. So my view, so there are some schools of thought who, you know, believe that you age naturally and you don't do anything to look different or look younger. My view and Studio 10's view is there is no right or wrong way to age. Mm. You do you, right? You do what's right for you because of you. And without any judgment, because I think a lot of the judgment, if you look on social media and you look at comments that people make, there is, there is so much judgment. Mm. The, the sad thing of, is, so it's
0: often women. It's, 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 um, that's the sad thing, isn't it? Is it's often so with women knocking is, other women down about the, also, the things they've done. It's
1: a con- like you say, it's a contradiction. So a 50-year-old celebrity, I mean, we, we put some photos of Jennifer Aniston up when she turned 50. She looks amazing like phenomenal not because she's fifty and she might look 40 it was more because she was strong she was solid she was confident she was embracing it she wasn't shying away from it mm. and then I think what happens is she might have had some Botox she might not have it actually doesn't matter it's about your confidence and how you wear that confidence mm. so with the press they go oh she looks amazing but yeah she's had loads of Botox who cares it doesn't matter the bottom line is she looks amazing and she feels amazing so and I think it also comes back to your
0: the point which is interesting which is that there's just there's probably too much conversation around what women who are aging look like versus what they're kind of doing because you know there's there's such an obsession and, and actually once once you've kind of acknowledged, okay, she looks great, then we can kind of maybe move on to the next thing, which is what's she doing? Or is she, has she just written a script? Or is she directing something? Which Absolutely. would be the conversation that we would have about men, wouldn't it? It would be definitely like, you know, you wouldn't be saying, oh, that newsreader, he's got a really wrinkly forehead and he's aging yeah, really I badly. But it's, I, I have my own bias because I notice it. Probably the news is a good one, actually, because often when, I read, when I'm watching the BBC news and a female newsreader comes up, I'll just find this comment coming out of my mouth and I'll be going, oh my God, she's aging really badly. Um, or, you know, or those kind of adjectives of like, oh, she looks really haggard or, you know. And I, I have my own sexist bias because obviously I, I wouldn't say that if, um, you know, I'm trying to think of a male newsreader, if he popped up, I'd probably just, I'd focus on what the meat of the conversation was, Absolutely. what he was saying, what the news was. So it's But a that goes difference.
1: to show you though, doesn't it? It's mm. part of society's rhetoric it's mm. so conditioned in us you know women's currency for so long has been on their beauty mm. what they look like not so much what they do and it has changed from our parents generation to where we are to where we are now and i i sort of what i i find really different i think our generation today you know like late 30s 40 50 year olds we are middle age you know, what is middle age? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it look like is completely different to anything we've seen before. I really think we're like trailblazers in, mm. in, in that. And we need to just sort of package it because I think it's different to whatever we've seen, seen before. And I, I use, and I think, you know, there's loads of reasons why that might be the, why that is the case. A, I think we're living much longer. Um, I think we're working much longer. I think we're healthier. I think we're fitter. I think technology is a big part to play. It's mm. much more accessible. We're much more connected. I think, and I was thinking about this because I've got a 21-year-old, soon to be 18 and a 14-year-old. And I was looking at this concept of sort of generational blurring, you know, the divide of my parents are on one side and the children are on the other. And actually I look at the relationship that I have with my daughters and it's much more blurred Mm. so yes it's still mother-daughter relationship but in terms of our outlook our interests our hobbies fashion music it's much more blurred Mm. and I was like why is that and what's the benefit of that and I think part of it is we're not younger necessarily in how we look but we're much younger in our attitudes Yeah, you know we haven't hit 50 and, and sort of written ourselves off and said right I need to stay at home and I need to be knitting and all that sort of stuff that's all gone out the window we're like we can still do whatever we want to do if we want to you know run a marathon we can train for a marathon it's like our attitudes are much younger mm. but it sometimes
0: it's was... it's funny cuz sometimes sorry to interrupt but sometimes it can feel and that's it's an interesting conundrum is sometimes it can just feel a bit knackering as well because there is a sense that you know when you're kind of like in previous generations there probably was a bit more of a natural slowing down you know like a sort yeah, of yeah for sure you know once your kids left home um, i mean i had my kids really late so i've only got you know my youngest is not even 2 so i mean i will literally be expired by the time she leaves home probably but the point is that <gasps> there's there's no there's not that natural slowing down and so sometimes we keep going at the same sort of pace but obviously there are changes going on within us which means that we we would perhaps need to take a little bit of stock and be like do you know what actually I I can't go full pelt at everything now that
1: I'm 50. Yeah but
0: actually that's so
1: good that but that's a good point because I think we keep going in my mother's generation they were having children in their early 20s yes so by the time they were, let's say, 40, they'd all left home anyway. So there was that natural slowing down. But one of the things, and this was this sort of generational blurring, is we, there's a couple of things. A, I think generally we're having children much later. So, you know, let's say the average is mid-30s. Mm. So early 30s, mid-30s, late 30s, early 40s. So I think by the fact, virtually the fact that we've got younger children around us, I think that keeps you more, that keeps you younger, on the pulse, updated on what's going on in society. So I think that's part of it. Also, I think by the time we're having children, if we go on to, and we want to have children, but by the time we go on and have children, as, in, as women, we've pursued our careers, we might have some financial independence. We're much more independent than we were in my mother's generation. So for my mother, her life, and she was very happy fulfilled there was no conflict but her role and her ambition was to be a mom and have a home and create a home she was happy and she was an amazing amazing lady so but I think with our generation we've had careers and we want children we're really into exercise we so I think we're busier in our middle age mm. than our parents were there is no opportunity to start slowing down because even if you're at home, you're still busy in the home. Life's yeah. much faster, society's faster, kids' activities are faster, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I just think we're busy, but like you say, at the same time, then when you even you hit your fifties, physically your body really starts to change, and when you hit menopause, that is a really big physical and emotional psychological impact. And you're still busy, busy, busy.
0: As you get older, because I know there'll be women listening. And one of the things that I often hear from friends is that they tend to get stuck in terms of so the things that you used to do when you were in your 20s and 30s. So like for me, I would always do the black. Well, I always tried to do the black eyeliner on top of on the, you know, it's called the the flick, you know, the kind of flick. And yeah, I, yeah. I ne- never really managed to do that, but I, <laughs> I kept on doing that. And in fact, that was kind of my main thing and blusher. So that was kind of that. I kept doing that. And then I sort of hit my 40s and I was kind of still doing the black eyeliner. But I was thinking, do you know what? I don't think this really is. Is doing it for me what it used to do because it just it actually making me look a little bit tired perhaps a little bit too dramatic and the blusher because my technique was always I got the blusher brush and just a lot of you know if you wake up looking really tired just pile on as much blusher as you can and obviously when you then get into your sort of late 40s it's kind of that Aunt Sally I mean a lot of people will be too young to remember that but kind of the Wurzel gummage and Aunt Sally yeah. kind of the strange doll that had these big red cheeks what, what kind of, how do we need to change our sort of makeup? Yeah. Because I think a lot of women go, oh, I just always buy red lipstick and I wear red lipstick or I always do black eyeliner. What are a couple of things that people can do easily to take advantage of the fact mm. that their, their skin has changed and probably the, the contours of their face have changed and the yeah. has changed?
1: You're absolutely right. So I've got a sort of four-step process of how to do your makeup So the first the key things to think about is a your skin is different the texture of your skin is different you've got enlarged pores you might have more dryness you might have fine lines wrinkles so the texture change you need to look at the texture that means in terms of the makeup it's not necessarily that you're using different makeup blush is absolutely key and I'll talk because blush for me is probably one of the key things that you need need to do so it's the products are there, but it's getting what's really important as you mature is getting the right texture because different textures interact differently on on the skin so it's getting the right texture it's about having the right colors it's about using and having the best finish because what you want to do is so what I always say with studio ten it's not about looking younger right mm. it's not about masking or hiding who you are it's about really putting your best face forward and we've all got features that we want to enhance we want to show off so it's using makeup to do a job of work and it's knowing if you i've I work on this premise actually whether you're 18 or 80 busy women busy lives i mean i think they're always running at 110 miles per hour i see myself when i'm 90 still being running at 100 maybe not running but you know shuffling around at 110 miles mm. per hour so updating your regime is really important beauty regime looking at looks and I say this about fashion that are contemporary that are modern because if you do something that can can actually really date you so not necessarily make you look older but can look dated and what you want to do is look fresh and contemporary and and modern so if you don't have time And you only have time to use one product. So I always say, think of Studio 10 as skincare with some coverage. We Mm -hmm. need a bit of coverage, right? And that's not just age spots or it could be redness. Redness around the eye makes you look tired. You don't want to look tired. You want to look, you know, wide awake. For me, the most important starting point is some form of coverage. It's coverage, but it's not cover up. It's not masking saying that though i can do my makeup in three minutes flat and i probably use this is the other thing they say less is more less is more as you age that's true at one level but not another because you're you're using more products because you've got to define your brows Mm. you've got to use a liner on your lips you need more shape and definition you're using more products in your armor but the less is more is it doesn't look like you're wearing makeup does that make sense yeah, and it's yeah, not you'd... complicated either. It's so, it's really easy once you understand the basics. It is real slap and go. My whole view on makeup is slap and go. Just
0: keep, yeah, because that's the other <laughs> thing is you see some of these tutorials where it's kind of like 25, 30 minutes, and you're just mm. like, no, I can't, you know, I just can't not do real. that don't have time um all right Grace. so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up in a sec but I was just thinking in terms of um what your plans are and what you're doing obviously because I mean many women I'm talking to on the podcast are sort of you know writing books you write lots of articles as well you do events obviously the the whole corona time has been well we don't know what's going to happen next do we but what are your plans over the next few few months have you got anything nice? in the pipeline. Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess it's sort of if you sort of think of me, you know, you say I'm a sort of pro-age warrior, it's it's almost like I'm a pro-age activist. It's it's this movement that middle age is not a dirty word and I really want to challenge these outdated stereotypes
0: mm. of
1: what middle age is. It's not it's not how we live our lives today. It's not representative of who we are. So I almost want to, that's what I want to champion and campaign. And then within that, I do, you know, I say, you know, is ageism getting old out of all the isms. Ageism is real for women, especially, but also men. Mm. So for me, it is that let's I always say, if you want to change the way we think about something, we've got to change the way we talk about it. So what we talked about beauty and, you know, women's currency is about how they look. Well, if we keep talking about it, it's like menopause now is on the agenda. It's open, there's no taboo, we're talking about it. So the more we talk about ageing, outdated stereotypes, beauty is ageless and there's beauty in every age and we champion. So that for me is my big focus is this sort of pro-age movement and doing you know, podcasts like this, let's get mm. talking about it. And then I would really like to look at how you know how we we really look at ageism especially in the workplace for women
0: well listen grace it's been amazing talking to you so thanks a lot i think we've got loads and loads of tips there from things like makeup and skincare right through to how we need to change the workplace quite radically so there's lots of food for thought so um thanks for coming on
1: it's an absolute pleasure
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that and it gave you a little bit of food for thought. I'm someone who's always been really fascinated by skincare and makeup and I've also struggled at times because certainly in my career, certainly in the corporate world, you were kind of seen as being a bit of a flippity gibbet if you wore a nice foundation or I can remember one of my bosses once commenting about how long it must take to do my makeup when in reality it didn't take me very long at all but it was just one of the tools that I used to try and make myself feel more alive because I was working such long hours and getting up so early every morning and just feeling totally drained so I've always used kind of skincare and makeup to make myself feel better and I think there's nothing sort of wrong with that really and I think a lot of women are in this kind of especially if you're a feminist you sort of feel a bit kind of torn because you're kind of like oh god why am I buying into all this beauty hype Um, and yet I'm an intelligent woman Um, and we can do both we can have two ideas at the same time we can be intelligent women we can be feminists and we can have some makeup and skincare and tweakments and they all sit within the same sort of person and that's fine anyway thanks and oliver dachi oh no that's not right is it i'm not sure if that is right but anyway ta